All right. Welcome, everyone, to Pod for Goods birthday slash anniversary live stream. I am, as always, your chief philanthropod, Jesse Ulrich. And I am your vice admiral philanthropod, Chris Miller. Except for that one time when I was demoted for something. I don't remember what I did. Uh, you missed a recording date, I believe. Mm, that doesn't sound like me. Uh, it sounds more like me, actually. Because um, <laughs> that did happen. But... So if for some reason, this is the first Pod for Good you are watching slash listening to. Pod for Good is a podcast that explores the change agents that are trying to make Tulsa a more inclusive and vibrant place. I thought and it was vibrant and inclusive. I like to mix it up, Chris. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, we're doing this live. There are no rules. So we are going to bring on our very first guest. Almost every guest tonight will have already been on the podcast except for a couple. But we're going to bring on... Uh, right now, the uh, highest downloaded episode in the past three months, Tommy Yap from the Tulsa Voter Van. Tommy? Hello. Hello, Tommy. How highest you? download? You didn't tell me that. <laughs> I just looked it up. So <laughs> you're, you're actually tied with our city councilor um, by, by, by what, like 93 to 92-ish. But uh, Wow, that's an honor. Well, I, I want to tell you, I want to tell our listeners, our viewers, about the honor that uh, Chris and I feel after what happened after your last episode. Can you tell us what happened in the weeks after, after your episode? So after the epi- during the episode, I mentioned that we needed to raise money for a wheelchair accessible van so that people who are mobility impaired could still get rides to the polls. And after this episode, we hit our goal. We have it rented in everything. <laughs> that, is great. that is great. I mean, Chris and I have been working on this podcast for a year. And a little over a year, a little over a year. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. The, <laughs> and we don't actually get a lot of feedback about whether this is doing any good whatsoever. <laughs> and so that was definitely something we needed. And I, I, I pre- <laughs> one, I'm happy for you. I'm also happy for us. So, <laughs> um, but I want people to know about what you were doing with between now and election day. Can you run down like the series of events you have? Oh boy. So currently I am working on my computer like eight hours a day trying to get everything in order. (laughs) That's on my own end. But when it comes to what we're doing as an organization, we're going to be doing early rides, uh, sorry, free rides to the polls for early voting and on election day. And then on the Saturday of early voting, we're hosting an event actually um, to just, you know, get costumed, have a chance to show off your Halloween costume. And we're going to walk down to uh, driller stadium to go early vote together that that is great i'm i'm kind of sad that i had to send in my absentee ballot because i kind of mm. want to go vote early <laughs> at the at the baseball stadium but i can't do that now or can i well you okay. can still come and join us in for our costume stroll <laughs> that's true remember right. you know what they say jesse vote early and vote often <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, we live in the dark reality um so you've got you've got your your van. How else can people help? What else do you need between now and 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 the election day? So right now we've like I said we've successfully got the van. It's rented. It's everything. We'll be wheelchair accessible on election day. We've already had a couple people sign up for it, which is phenomenal, amazing. That that was an amazing experience in and of itself. Uh, between now and then, we're raising money for the cleaning supplies. So we have COVID measures. Obviously, we're in the time of COVID. And we have um, just a bunch of cleaning supplies we need. So we 
probably antibac- use antibacterial stuff on every surface in a car between each rider. So that's a lot of that's a lot of Clorox wipes. That's a lot of Lysol spray. That's a lot of all that stuff, and we need money for it because, unfortunately, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, so how do, if yeah. people want to if people want to ride, how do they connect? How do they how do they get in contact with you? So they can go to our website, TulsaVoterVan.com, and there'll be a little tab that says Rides. They can click on that. They can sign up for early voting or election day. It's available in Spanish and English, or they can call our hotline, which is 918-200-9153, which is also available in English and Spanish. Actually, almost all of our resources are available in both languages. That's another thing we've been able to successfully do with some of the funds that were brought in. Uh, through fundraising, like after this epi- after the episode with you all, I think uh, by the end of you talking, we're both going to have sore shoulders from patting ourselves on the back <laughs> for doing. You should, <laughs> you definitely yeah, should. Chris, I you should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had need, been I really working. I had been uh, really working to get funds raised, and then I did Gerald's episode, and we hit our mark. That is awesome. I, yeah. I joke, but it is something that, that, you know, we are excited. The whole point of this was to give people like you a platform, people who are doing amazing things that most people in Tulsa don't know about. So it's always really exciting when, you know, it works the way it's supposed to. Yeah. I, honestly, I was both like happy and surprised. So <laughs> how are you doing on, on the fundraising for the the cleaning materials? Like how much more do you need? So our current goal is 250 uh, with some creative um, buying and returning then buying then returning of materials that's come down to about 200. Um, So far it's been out of our pocket. We have some leftover money from when we raised for the van. Uh, So I'd say we're still raising for that 200 goal uh, since we have also then expanded with Spanish language services which took up some of that money from the van fundraising. Um, but yeah, 200 is our current goal with the, for Lysol and Clorox wipes. Well, all of our viewers out there, let's see how much of that we can get by the end of our stream today at 8.30. You know, even if we don't hit all 200, let's see what we can get. You know, yeah. we're greedy. We want to keep having people <laughs> help. Like let everyone just run to Costco tomorrow and get that like 12 pack of Clorox wipes that they only have two of <laughs> started. <laughs> give them all to you. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if someone has a Costco membership and they have them in stock, I'll happily go with them to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't normally give rides to things that aren't voting, but if someone was like, Hey, I want to buy you some Clorox wipes at Costco. Would you drive them? Oh my God. Get in my car right now. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Get in my so, car. We'll we'll drive there. I'll, yes. <laughs> one important question that we haven't asked yet, and that is, what are you going to dress as for Halloween for early voting? So do you all remember the game show Supermarket Sweep? Uh, yes. 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 I'm going as one of the contestants, and my husband is going to be one of the bonuses in the shopping cart. <sighs> that is awesome. <laughs> We're doing a, it was a suggestion by Councillor McKee. She, cause we're, we're partnering with her for the ticker treat. And she said, what if we did six degrees of spookeration, you know, where you show off your best social distancing costume. So combined, we're going to be six feet long. <laughs> <laughs> that is both impressive and hilarious. so well, that is we'll awesome. Ta- 
Well, Tommy, I'm I'm so glad. Like, I'm so glad that something that Chris and I, two knuckleheads, did helped you in some way. And <laughs> I'm glad that it was the podcast that did it. And pod for actually something good. Yeah, pod, pod for actual good. So <laughs> I'm just happy that it wasn't another pod for sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Right. Listen, that's the right. pod for sad, the pod for sad's coming in like 15 <laughs> minutes. But uh, for now, for now, we can enjoy that good people did good things and we'll continue to, to do good things. So, that's right. yeah. um, and thank, thank you, you so everyone who listened and donated. I should, I should have said that from the beginning, but thank you all so much. Yes. Yeah, and I guess think that people actually donate as well as thinking us. <laughs> we did all the hard work, Chris. Well, I did all the hard work really. So, uh, thank you so much, Tommy. Yep. Well, I cut him off before he that said was goodbye. a nice abrupt cut. So, sorry, Tommy. <laughs> all right. Enough of you, Tommy. Yeah. So next, we have the incredible special honor of bringing on both, I would say, the fairy godmother of this podcast and of projects all over Tulsa. But more importantly, that person's incredible, very outgoing, and soon-to-be empress of the world daughter. I now bring in Marcia Bruno Todd and her daughter, Amelia. Only empress of the... I mean, you mean empress of the galaxy, right? Yeah, galaxy. <laughs> so... All right. I don't know why you got to think so small. I know. Well, you know, that's that's why I'm not Empress of the Galaxy. <laughs> but back to our guest now, Chris. <laughs> so for anyone who's ever been to a Leadership Tulsa program, you have probably run into a 11-year-old dynamo named Amelia <laughs> and wondered, what is she doing here, for one? And two, why is she so good at talking to adults? So... <laughs> So I made a promise a long time ago to have her on the podcast. So to make it doubly embarrassing, I'm doing it on video. So, <laughs> so Amelia, first question for you. We as adults are all curious. What is school like right now? Okay. So school is very, uh, as you know, for me, it's virtual. Um, I wake up in the morning, uh, depending on what time my classes are, because they have different starting times uh, each day. Uh, I get to wake up. I get to go to the bathroom whenever I want all day. <laughs> and um, there we get to learn, but at the same time, relax. Like I can be in my pajamas. I don't have to be embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that I can, that I can be on mute and they won't hear me doing whatever I'm doing. Um, you won't be in trouble for talking in class or anything. Well, in the chat, but I think that it gives me, uh, the time. I mean, it gives, it gives me the opportunity to manage my own schedule by myself. And I really like that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to imagine a school where Chris and I weren't getting in trouble for talking all the time. It's, I, I, it's a all reality I was thinking I about is what those uh, giant hall passes that you had to get if you wanted to go to the bathroom yeah. during class. It would be like attached to a log you had to drag behind you or something. I think we forget that. Um, like, think about your first day in college and you're like, wow, I don't have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. 
in the middle of class. Yeah. So it's a big deal, you know? She's yeah. the biggest thing she's saying is she gets to go to the bathroom whenever she no, wants. No, I was surprised too. They, like, I at first, I typed privately in the chat. I was like, may I go to the bathroom? She said out loud, yes, you may go to the bathroom, <laughs> but you don't, but you can just turn off your camera next time and you don't have to ask. And I'm like, Life skills. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I mean, I, I imagine your teacher was just happy you asked. So, uh, so again, like I'm making assumptions, which is something that your mother told, taught us not to do, mm-hmm. but I'm making the assumption that you as a young person is more hopeful and less cynical than your mother, Chris and I, um, what, what gives you hope at this particular moment? It is hard to have hope, but what gives me hope is knowing that uh, we're always going to be uh, protected and that everybody has our backs, like my family has my back. And that gives me hope, really, because when I'm down, even if they're down, they're going to tell me something to lift me up because it wouldn't make sense if they told me. Something. Well, that's how life is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. So. What uh, what would you say is the the biggest problem in the world right now? Going from happy to sad, why not? Uh, the biggest problem to me to um, fit it into all one category would be all the isms, and by the isms, I mean racism, ableism, uh, sexism, um, all that. All the isms. There's too much isms. There's too much isms. I don't like that because not one human, not anybody, it doesn't matter if you're human or not. Nobody is is worth more than somebody else. And I don't like that it's always uh, like that. Uh, saying that someone's worth somebody else. No, the the sel- your self-worth uh, doesn't isn't determined on what you look like, what you're able to do, what your skin color is, what your background is. It's determined on hmm. Everybody has the same self. <laughs> She's out of role. She's I was like, role. I was yeah. thinking, I was like, it's not determined by anything. Everybody has the same self worth. I was like, just thinking. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, even if I'd never met you before, after hearing you say that, I would know you were Marcia's daughter. <laughs> so i was i'm always interested in the things that you are either dragged to or decide to go to that your mom is putting on and i'm wondering like what is what like can you remember like one specific thing that you saw or learned from any of these you know conglomerate of leadership training things that has stuck with you uh i think that uh I don't know if it's actually called drag to because like it's family. So I don't know if you could call it that, but uh, don't tell my family, but I would call it that. (laughs) Uh, But I've learned that um, when mom teaches a class, it's kind of, it's she's teaching, but at the same time, she's really not teaching. She's just giving that student a boost in life, basically uh, saying like, letting them, helping them realize what their purpose is, helping them realize how to get through, helping them realize that 
helping them realize their rights so they can stand up to those people that were putting them down in the first place. So I believe she's teaching other people how to lead. (laughs) Also, also just like an extra is that I think she's observed me at a very early age to always bring extra deodorant and extra (laughs) because what I call Sweat is more like passion leaving the body when you're presenting <laughs> at big events. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that's like, and it's certainly not happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't have a, a sweat rag sitting behind the camera in case I need passion. it during this or anything. Passion. Yeah. That's right. My yeah. passion rag. <laughs> no, I think I think we should keep working shop. Yep. Uh, wor- yeah, we'll that workshop one. that. All right. Now, the most important question for you, mm-hmm. Amelia. If you had to guess who you think is your mom's favorite, me or Chris, who would it be? That's so silly. Okay. First, not to be rude. What type of question is that? <laughs> I don't know who came up with that question. Yeah. It sounds very self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say that mom only does one impression. And it's the, like, I believe it's the only right impression that she does of people. And that is Jesse. Yes. <laughs> today. <laughs> today. <laughs> I have got to see this Jesse impression. Yeah. We I, were, first of all, I didn't know you did an impression of me. So now I'm very curious. But <laughs> We were practicing. We were practicing and she was like introducing me exactly how she would think. And you're like, and uh, she was like, here is a... Uh, Marcia, you introduced her a certain way, and then he was like, and then she said exactly how you said it. There's uh, her daughter and Nia, empress of the world, soon to be empress of the world. We're all going to be working for her someday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take that, Chris. I will Um, try not to cry myself to sleep. Yeah, in your passion rag. Everyone is my favorite. Everyone is my favorite. I did not realize you would call me out like that. That was, this is live. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Magic of live internet things. I don't know. Um, All I know is that next year, it's just going to be a live stream of people doing Jesse impressions. That's my goal now and next year. That would be amazing. I would, that make me so happy. I mean, it depends on what the impressions sound like, I guess. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you both. Uh, uh, Amelia, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you enjoyed the thing you went to earlier. Um, and, uh, Marcia, you are welcome to stay on for the next bit as well. But first I have to drop you off though. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you both. All right. Now it is officially. (laughs) Yeah. Adult hour. Oh, that's true. Of course, of course, Amelia can still see us. So. She gave us a thumbs up. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm pouring my drink. All right. I'm drinking out of my uh, giving spirits glass. Very nice. Let me not break this glass here. (laughs) All right. Uh, Some nice peaty scotch. Nothing says pod for sad like a, a nice biting smoky scotch. That's true. That really, that goes for many things. All right. For our next segment. We have so many people. I'm I'm, I'm, going to introduce them all at once, but then save our... We have a surprise guest that I'm very excited to bring on. I'm going to save this person for last. 
So first, joining us now is Laura Bellis, Matt Gleason, Ariel Davis, and City Councilor Kara Joy McKee. One, two, buttons, clicking. Look at all of us. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello. Look at all these people. Oh, KJ's not in her chair. KJ's not there. <laughs> KJ gets removed until she's back. Oh. Wait, what on. if she's just invisible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was there a second ago. She had, she had headphones on. I was very excited. Um, invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. That's right. She could have invisibility cloak. I that Oh. Um, yeah. No, someone else dropped off. Anyway, so... Before we, we start getting into questions, I want to bring in our special guest who I asked to be on last night, and I assume she would say no, but she said yes. I'd like to bring on the one and the only Devon Douglas. <laughs> Hello! Surprise! 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 Uh, Jesse, I totally predicted that this was who it was going to be. I was like, it's Zivon. <laughs> Listen, Chris and I both have a like a professional crush on her and her yes. her energy. And yes. you know, I just I have, like I want to talk to her. I have a mm. a professional and a personal crush on her, but I guess I feel like oh. I can't get like hashtag me too, so that's I understand true. why you if, had to give it that no way. If there's no me too, baby. <laughs> if there's all the consent, I give it all <laughs> to you, Ariel Davis. Yeah. And uh, a certain city counselor is now back in her desk chair, so I can bring her back on. Hello. 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 Hey, Hi, Devon, I haven't seen you in so long. I know. <laughs> it's Bringing us all back together. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse and Chris. Good to see all of you tonight. Yes. So, all right. So, these panels are always chaotic, so we are going to try to ask ask questions and try to get an answer from everybody. But before we start, I want to give a special thank you to uh, one person who is on this panel who is now actually a guest of Pot for Good, but it's more just a friend of mine in the podcast world, and that is Matt Gleason from the Mental Health Association of the Mental Health Download. I just want to thank him, and also I'm amazed he's still alive because they've been putting out an episode every day for who knows how long, and I, I would be doing this a lot more often. Uh, if I was mad, so <laughs> I could use some of that PD scotch you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Cheers to you, Matt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope we are not the only people drinking this entire time, Chris. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sort of first question for the panel: uh, What's something that's happened this year that has that made you happy, or that gives you hope for the future? And I'm going to ask Laura Bells to go first because she's the first person in my little list. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not ready. Um, that's happened this year. That's made me happy. Oh, my gosh. Could you define the bandwidth of what this year qualifies as? Because it <laughs> contains multitudes. Yeah. <laughs> you need to like, give me like an era or an epoch. Sorry, I'm not. Yeah, helpful. yeah. I would say like maybe since the pandemic started. Oh, since the pandemic started. Um, I think to me, something that makes me incredibly hopeful is how specifically engaged people have gotten, right? Like people know their reps, they know how to contact people. They're like not afraid to tweet and call and do all those things. So it's just been cool to see people ramp up with civic engagement. And what was the second question? Um, it was just what like, gives you hope. Yeah. For the so future. that was the hopeful part. That oh. was it. So that, it, well, that gives me hope. And be, that was the happy thing. And everything else was me video games. Like I'm 12 perfect. again. So that's, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Australian wildfires? I don't. That was January. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so long ago. That was a decade yeah. ago. Impeachment. 
That yeah. was also a long yeah. time ago. That was true. Right there in the shirt. Um, you're, right, you're wearing your impeachment shirt, which I love. I haven't changed shirts in months. <laughs> so for all your for all your Facebook posts, you just put on that shirt for the picture and then take it off and put the impeachment shirt back on. Sure. Yeah, or you know, with Zoom filters, anything's possible now. So yeah, <laughs> That's true. Change the war- wardrobe with a click. Just yeah, it's like The Sims. Right. It is like That's The Sims. Right. Um, so Ariel, um, what has made you happy and, or given you hope for the future? Um, I think since the pandemic started, I've probably had a lot more time to just be really introspective and figure out what makes me happy. Um, so I've been trying to do more of those things and what gives me hope. It's interesting because it sort of came out of a sad event. Um, so when Greg Robinson lost, um, uh, the mayoral election this year, I was not happy, but when I went to his page, like in all of the comments on his Facebook, there were so many names that I did not recognize. And that really made me feel like there are a lot of good people here that I just, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so it gave me hope that, you know, we can move where we need to be as a city. Yeah. Th- there were a lot of uh, profiles of like older white people whose friend requests I, I had to look at. It, and I was like, how did they find me? And it was like via the Greg Robinson page. I'm like, they're all right. So, yeah. Like, That's all you need. That's the only yeah. filter I need. I'm just like, eh, I can let them in. Uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, well, okay. So it's what made me happy. What gives me hope? Um, I think without a doubt, what makes me happy is you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> one because you uh you make me feel not alone in the podcasting world we both uh clench our fists and say why isn't our podcast more popular <laughs> yeah just checking those down every day and, and, uh but also you you've been uh a wonderful uh shepherd through this whole podcasting world you've you've taught me so much and i've enjoyed your podcast so much and you have god bless you have helped raise awareness about mental illness you've had mike bros um my dearest and wonderful friend who i admire so much um on your podcast so i appreciate you guys doing everything to make the world a better place so that um and if i'm gonna uh, you know i'm with mental health association oklahoma so i gotta say if anything's given me hope it's that during the time of pandemic people have been more open to talking about mental health and reaching out for help and not feeling that stigma that um so often keeps people from reaching out so um man i hope after the pandemic people can keep that going and improve it and People like Carol Joy McKee have been so amazing in this cause. Thank you so much. Hey, you betcha. Um, so, yeah. So That's you win cool. the award for uh, most complimentary of me guests so far. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'm I, just trying to get the scotch after. We're going to have yeah. some of that scotch out. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. actually the one with the scotch, so you may want to be careful. Oh, hey. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking some uh, Evan Williams. Uh, mm. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, not a sponsor that's right Mrs. Douglas yes Um, things uh, that have made me happy and like things that inspire me is this the question sure sure. yes okay so I think the thing that makes me happiest right now Ariel Davis (laughs) (laughs) such a (laughs) joy 
Uh, yeah, let's go with that. No, honestly, the thing that that makes me happiest right now is my dog. I can't like get my screen. Uh, my dog makes me really happy. He's so much fun. He's so lovable. Ariel's going to try to talk shit about him, but she's <laughs> wrong. He's grown so much since then. We've had lots of growth. Okay. He's been to school, honey. Um, and the thing that inspired me, honestly, um, are the relationships that I have with women. Um, it, I, gosh, in my lowest of lows and my my highest of highs or whatever and everything in between, the thing that's been consistent and constant and just it's so woven into the fabric of my life um, it is, you know, women um, and non-binary folks. Um, these are the people who are always there for me, um, you know, people who like, like Ariel, um, who I can... Call. It's, it may take seven times to get in touch, but <laughs> call her. And when she, you know, and she responds to me when I was just starting out, um, an okay policy KJ was, um, you know, that person for me. And Laura has been with me. I think I may have known you longer than I think maybe KJ's known me a little bit longer, but Laura, we've been in it, um, in the mud for, for a minute. So I, all of these, uh, women on this call, um, have been really important in my life and getting to see the things that they're doing this year, it inspires me. I, I know that the women, women and non-binary folks are going to save the world because we know what men have done up until this point. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Chris and I apologize. Yeah. Uh, tone. <laughs> so yeah, we're about to we're about to unfortunately, you know, not as a mule now, not as a mule, but come through and fix all of this. That's that's what inspires me today. And I'll right. ramble because I am not sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Why don't you tell me we could be drunk for this? If you ever, this is why I cannot figure out how to be in the room. I'm gonna try this. <laughs> oh, if that's better. No, my brain can figure out left and right. Wait. Oh, I know. I get so confused. I'm like, oh, this side is messed up. No, nope, well, yes. wrong side. Zoom, zoom naturally. Like, yeah. 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 Well, zoom, so, zoom fixes this for you. And apparently none of the live stream com- companies are like, oh, people like that. I should include that. So we all just okay, look weird. Good. Well, I'm okay with looking weird, but I just want people to know I don't look weird because it's just how I normally look. I look weird because I'm tired so <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, Jesse and I always look weird. That's yeah, true. <laughs> we are two weird looking white dudes. So But you've got great voices. <laughs> Great voices, yeah. And great hair, guys, really. <laughs> Why can't I figure out how to be? Nice jacket. Nice there you jacket go. Too. Uh, is, you. is your phone like an Android that has the, the camera like to the left? Or is that right, right in the middle? To the right. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I don't think they did any testing on that as far as like the live streaming of yourself angle part of right, it. Right, because I'm like, I have to. Oh, oh. That's pretty. Wait. Oh, okay. That's good. Go. That's, That's good. good. Right okay, on. Okay, I'll just be still. Just freeze. Go. Don't move. Freeze. Don't right. move. If people can put in the comments when they see her in the middle of her frame. Is she frozen? Uh, 
All right, no, everyone. I'm not frozen. Oh, new, new drinking game. He's just not breathing. Just not Drink every time Devon yeah, is dead center. Breathing. Yeah. You deserve. You deserve oh. most. You committed. All right. Uh, yeah. To our to our third time guest, the same question. Our oh, wow. city councilor, Kara Joy McKee. Yeah. I'm glad that you all brought like a deep humanistic perspective because I'm just like today I want to put the blinders on and hide from people. But my 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 loving spouse is like, get in there, be with these people that you love. Yay! You know what makes me happy? In addition to being here with y'all, I had a bumper crop of beans in my garden this year. The one crop, the one crop that worked. Yvonne, you remember when you got those um, heritage seeds from the Cherokee Nation? Gene, we yes. yes. Yeah, Shiloh turned us on to that. Yeah. Um, so we've got these Trail of Tears beans and the long, greasy beans that women literally sewed into the skirts that they were wearing as they came on the trail to Oklahoma. And Cherokee Nation has has harvested and planted these for years. And every year we get we get some because my, my husband's a, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. And this year I had I tried so much to garden because I'm like, OK, I can't I can't see people, but I can play in the dirt. I can get my hands in the dirt. I know it's good for my mental health. So we had a lot of beans. I mean, like I've been picking beans every day. If I'm in a meeting and I turn off my camera, it's probably because I'm out in the garden picking beans, like literally <laughs> put the hotspot on my phone picking beans. And in addition to just the the connection with nature and making myself get some sunshine, I have taken that produce and shared it with my neighbors, trying to connect to the people who literally live next door to me and get to know them and they're all like really happy about the beans really you know chowing down on these beans talking to me talking to the baby about it and um and it you know it connects it connects well with something else that that has been inspiring me i am i am inspired by some of the deconstruction of our society that has happened this year while i would never have wished for things to go down the way that they have i feel like we're being pushed to do some things differently like go outside um figure out how to go outside figure out how to live outside this winter i've been thinking about that a whole lot. And I'm inspired to try to find more ways to connect with people, even though I can't do it the way that I usually would. I can't run up and hug people. I can't be right on someone's face the way I usually would. So I am feeling inspired to be creative. Um, and it does make me happy to be outside. And especially when I can, I can share the abundance of what is out in nature with other people around me. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, those are, those are all good answers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Again, you, no Jesse? one. Is... What, gives, what gives you hope, Jesse? <laughs> I, I would sort of piggyback off the earlier point that seeing how people have gotten civically engaged when they were stuck at home has really been amazing. It's almost like there was a whole large part of the American population who was like, if I only had a little more free time, I could totally get involved in politics because it's not, it's important to me, but not that important to me. And when they finally got stuck at home, they're finally like, oh, the world sucks. I should work on this. So I'm glad they're on board. And we're like, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the team. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, I guess. Uh, <laughs> as someone who's been politically engaged since they were eight, uh, I'm like, uh, I guess better late than never. Okay. That's, that's, that's I mean, I most, think it's like, better yeah. than nunca. Well, I that's think the most cynical, discovered... hopeful thing ever, I've ever said. Anyway. <laughs> 
so no, I was just to say, I think people discovered how actually similar to parks and recreation our city council meetings are. No offense to <laughs> you. Oh, like, once you realize how real that is. Of Tulsa. So I don't mind at all. And it is bizarre sometimes. Thank you for being there to witness. Yeah. It helps I me make, that I know that you're there to witness when things get real weird. Like no, the I guy who has to cards. bless everything that happens. Uh, it doesn't matter what is on the docket. Oh, every John, item yeah, that comes up, he's got to come up and bless it. <laughs> every time. It feels like Parks and Rec. No, I make a bingo card of stuff I think is going to happen. It, it's down to things like what city councilor is going to wear their Ronald Reagan socks, who's going to roll their eyes, who has to pee conveniently during this conversation. Like, you know what they're going to do. It's amazing. <laughs> I, listen, I, I watched that, that mask city council meeting and I'm still angry about it to this day. <laughs> I, I made a couple of good points in the, in the comments fighting a troll that I shouldn't have engaged with in the first place. But I do, I do not understand how you sit through those meetings with a straight face, KJ. I really don't. You know, part of it is exhaustion. Exhaustion really helps because I'm out of facial expressions by 5 p.m. Because sometimes those meetings on Wednesday start at 8 a.m. And then they jump like, it's like, we've got 15 minutes. Do you want to pump, pump the breast milk, eat some lunch, go to the bathroom? You can't do all three of these things. Which one are you going to pick? And so, yeah, by 5 p.m., I'm so tired. I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. yeah the, so the, the tired uh detached from reality face that's good yeah. i mean i'm actually trying i'm trying to fix that i'm trying to fix i'm trying to move one of our committee meetings to a different day to tuesday so that constituents actually have time to hear what we said in committee before we're voting on it i don't know right yeah yeah so of of the six people who are currently visible even though uh ariel is still there via audio uh, I want to talk to Laura Bells for a second because you have a full-time job and which is the the head of the Take Control Initiative, which because it's a nonprofit is probably 1.5 jobs anyway, but you've also been running this Save Our State Facebook group that has been incredible to watch and you're constantly doing Facebook Lives and putting out data and how – like at this point, you've been doing this for, I don't know, six months now. Like at this point, like has – has it sort of like has a schedule sort of come about finally? Like, have you have you finally sort of figured out how to like interact with the people in the group? Like, just tell us about how the group's doing. Yeah, well, just so you know, it takes about eight to twelve people to run. Um, some of like which most of us have never met in person. We met digitally. We're across the state. Um, and yeah, it is. It's down. It's down to a schedule. Because you're right. I do have a full time job that I swear I do. If anyone who funds my nonprofit is like ever watching this, I, it, that work totally happens. Actually, what's really exciting is contraceptive access in Tulsa. The clinics we work with is back to pre pandemic levels as nice. of this past quarter, which is really exciting because that's not the case across the country. But okay, with um, save our state. Yeah, I um. Get most of my info from OSU puts on these echo COVID calls for medical professionals once a week. I hop on those. I get a solid amount of data from Dr. Jennifer Clark, who is my like COVID pandemic, like goddess. Like Dr. Clark breaks everything down and it's super just like transparent and authentic and fairly objective. So she's just like, here's, here's the facts. It's not a good situation. And then once a week, I then take that crunch it down further and make a video breakdown for people. And then otherwise it's waking up, checking what's going on with the latest COVID news, et cetera. Um, and then all of us moderators, we just check in and out with each other throughout the day to see, okay, um, you know, how do we want to moderate this? Do we want to like, 
you know, let the focus drift from COVID policy to some of these other intersectional spaces. We do a lot of unemployment support help, actually, since that's like the second biggest thing people are, you know, right? Like there's pandemic and navigating testing and healthcare and all those things. But then the other big piece is just people dealing with figuring out unemployment and navigating benefits and paying rent. And so we do a lot of that support while trying to ensure that the group is in itself very, you know, across the political spectrum, but we want to um, keep it productive. And so trying to constantly steer people towards what can we do here on a local level? What can we focus on? And just equipping people with those tools and resources. Um, so, I mean, there, there's a certain schedule to it. We're always modifying kind of like the guidelines to help keep people on track and focused and getting supports that they need at the same time. Um, it's become a more fine-tuned and refined science over time. Um, but also what's real quick and an exciting thing that I'll make a quick plug for, and then I will stop this monologue, is um, next week, Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., we're going to have a live within Save Our State with um, a whole Q&A on COVID policy with Abby Broyles. And then Thursday at 6.30 p.m., we're going to do the same thing with Kendra Horn, which we're, we've, of course, reached out to the other people running in those elections. They just haven't gotten back to us weird. yet. That's and weird. if you're watching this, why won't you answer us? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. They're they're too busy enjoying those uh weird mailers that are being sent out by Oklahoma MAGA. That, yeah. yeah, those uh, mailers make me want to vote for the people they're railing against much more than I went into this situation. Yeah. Like I get more enthusiastic. Right. You're right. just annoying me now, and that makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know that helped in my race. I'm really help, hoping that it helps in all of the other races that people are like, okay, yeah. you are not only a liar, but you're bad at Photoshop, and I'm not gonna yeah. vote for you. I didn't get that mailer, and I'm still mad that you did not get the anti-KJ oh. mailer. I wanted to yeah. see it. I might uh, have an the, extra copy. Yeah. I actually got – so there were three people in your race, right, KJ? Mm-hmm. Four I, of us in total, including myself, but yeah, three opponents. Mm-hmm. I got a mailer here in my Houston address for Catherine Lyons. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I got one addressed like did my actual address here. So I don't know why that happened. But you know, that's who was supporting my um Houston vote. So. Yeah. Wow. Apparently. Yeah, you know you are an influencer. Maybe they're like we can get the people with Douglas vote. Yeah. <laughs> the Douglas vote. Uh, <laughs> Were you just like not with that font, Catherine? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I political science students one day will discuss the Douglas vote. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> oh yes. I'm I'm manifesting that. I'm just gonna speak it. I, no. I'm assuming I'm on some sort of uh list that the uh Oklahoma, like Oklahoma Republican Committee Council, whatever they're called, has of like liberal Jews not to mail things to. So. <laughs> Wait, how do I get on that list? Because they still I know, send listen, me uh, stuff. <laughs> we just if, if we just call ourselves liberal Jews enough on say live streams, uh, they'll they'll get it eventually. It'll eventually so. click. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when they decide to hate watch this for some reason. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, right, well, speaking of Oklahoma MAGA, I, I want to take the phrase back. So what do we need to do to actually make America great? Bef- before anyone answers, I'm going to bring on another guest who has joined us. Oh. He allows people to call himself Q, but I can pronounce his name, Koresh Ali Lansana. How, how long did you have to practice that, Jesse? I practiced it at least twice in my head first. So <laughs> Q, how you doing? What's up, fam? What's up, fam? All What's right. good? Oh. 
Good to see all these faces. So the 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 question for the panel is how how do we take back Trump's election phrase? How do we make America great? So I, I will ask Q since he's new. Oh, you just put me on the spot, homie. I just saw right. Q, you think on that. Uh, I'm gonna put another white person on the spot, Matt. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jesse. Um. You know, I, I work for a nonprofit, so, um, you know, this is my uh, every day. I, I am concerned about the most marginalized of our society and uh, people experiencing homelessness, people who have mental illness, um, people who have substance use problems, um, who are vilified because they have an addiction when um, it's a disease. And so I think if we can, you know, it's it's I think this word's been thrown out too much during the pandemic, but compassion. You know, if um, I took a meditation class with uh, Sister Ellie um, here in town, um, who offers a, a meditation class. And at the beginning of the class, um, it was an eight part class. She said, OK, um, uh, if you stay with me at the end of this class, I'm going to tell you the secret of life. And we got through all eight hours of the class, all eight days. And um, at the end, she says, OK, I'm, I'm going to stick to my word. I'm going to share the secret of life. And she says compassion so i that's it seems like mm -hmm. it's a cliche cliched word but goodness um at this time in our nation in our on our globe if we can just show the compassion that you all show um if that if we can take that on a global scale you know world peace that sounds pretty good that's, that's a good answer for being put on the spot so yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, we need to hear from Devon hmm. next. Yeah. Or yeah, because you over there making from faces. City Council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're way out of frame now. Our Facebook commenters are not keeping I mean, us I on. Can, I can like. Yeah. Yeah. I can do the same we all, thing. We, we can all, all just, just like, sort of like slide in and out of frame. I can't too. Yeah. Out. I'm just gonna do a spin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Look at you with your wireless headphones. You can spin in your chair. I just like. I'll, I'll hop in real quick if Devon's taking a second to come back in frame, and I'll just say one. I think the phrase that we're like answering like the make America great again phrase by the end of whatever this era is has to go the way of saying like Zig Heil like we just shouldn't do it it's the ally here is a Nazi salute mm. um but to me it's just like when I think about like voting and ensuring people are in power who are trying to make policies that make people's lives better to me that's what that is like that, that's to me what the battle is too and we're looking at okay who's for what or who's against what when we look at the delineation between like two political parties or just general policymakers, decision makers, people holding positions of power. It's are they willing to acquiesce a certain amount of power to benefit others and allow other people to have those seats? And then also are the people making decisions, trying to make policies that actually work to make people's lives better and like give them basics like healthcare and food without punishing them for not being able to have money to do it themselves because we're we just torture people for like needing help i don't know that, that's just my like yeah. i don't like mm -hmm. hot hot take i would just say real quick as my here's what, what i would do i'll go back that's out of frame or do a spin now yeah. that, that was very much like my hot take recently <laughs> which was that, uh, yeah listen the spin is great i find that i find it really fun yeah. all right q are you ready to answer the question now 
Uh, well, yeah, although I'm, I'm fascinated by Laura's spin and, and Devon's aura in this <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. Just, it's, just, Listen, we all it's, are. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's Devon's so We're all just living in it. Yeah. It's like That's that, fam. It's like that sometimes. It's like that sometimes. <laughs> I got you. Um, so the, the question is about phrase make America great again, right? Well, actually, or just, make it um, great. I say yeah, just, just make it great. Yeah. Because so, so maybe make just mag, not maga, yeah. but mag. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> depending on who you us. are, America may not have ever been great for you. There have to be better advocates. I can't say great. that. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know what we could come up make with. Make America better. How about um, that? Yeah. Make I America mean, better. I can't say that. Make America better. Um, mm-hmm. Make America less fucked up. Um, there we go. I'll take that yeah. at this point. I'll take that. M A F. I don't know if that'll fit not fit on the hat though. You know, it might be too much. Listen, you can fit a lot um, on hats in the back of football jerseys now. So. It's like a fedora, and it goes like all the way yeah. around. We could fit it. Oh, fedoras. God. Make not fedoras great nice. again. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. If we no, need some no, Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, pr- I'm proud of us. It took 50 minutes for this to go off the uh, go off the rails. That is a record. And I'm oh. I guess we yeah. should tell Laura about our of- new podcast idea, uh, Fedoras for Good. Yeah, nope, oh. nope. Save that for later. <laughs> That's something we should leave in 2020. <laughs> fedoras, fedoras are the thing. And that I agree with Laura on that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, what can make this country better is um, respect. Um, I believe, right, that um, fear equals ignorance. Ignorance equals lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge equals lack of respect. Lack of respect equals hate. And what we what we are in the midst of right now um, is that entire equation, right? Um, that in this very polarized world and country that we don't want to listen to one another. We don't. And if we don't like what you have to say, then we don't like you. Um, therefore we don't respect what you're about or who you are. Um, so we're going to hatch a plot to kidnap you from the Capitol, <laughs> take you into the woods, give you try, put you on trial and then execute you. Right. Um, you know about that Gretchen Whitmer stuff, yeah, right? About what crazy. happened to Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah, I mean, and those folks aren't deemed terrorists, right? So, yeah. And uh, what you, if they were smart? What if they were smart? They were dumb. Like, what if smart people tried to kidnap a governor? I mean, well, hey, if it's part of an militia, but are I mean, there aren't a lot of smart people <laughs> right? in these militias, but that's fair. Not to stereotype. Not hashtag. Yeah. Not all militias. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want them to come for us. Sure. You know, for my scene, it's it's very it's uh, it's so scary. It's bad. Kind of funny. And the, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I have more security on my house than I ever thought I would have to get. Well, yeah, there there are some people in this panel, and it's not Chris and I who have gotten like threats from the work they do. Like no one, no. I mean, maybe occasionally I will get a weird email in our email box about how liberal I am or occasionally again to a for a former mayoral candidate uh, yelling at me on Twitter, not Twitter <laughs> on Reddit, but I, Chris and I don't get death threats. We don't get that, that sort of level of hate. So we, I, 
I apologize for joking about it with the no, actually, hashtag, I, but the joking helps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm listen. Right. Chris and I are of the same philosophy. Like humor, humor is how we deal, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I just, I'm again. I just want this election to be over with, so we can then see what happens and then go from there. I am both hopeful and incredibly not hopeful because 2016 has really ruined elections for everybody. So I can't, I can't trust my my statisticians anymore. I can't trust them, and that makes me sad. Wish I could trust Nate Silver again. I know, man. Nate Silver has been really quiet for four years. <laughs> like I want him to get another yeah. like hundred percent and just to come roaring back and be like, "I'm back, guys." So. But it won't be the same. <laughs> and, but, and to the New York Times, if you are watching, which they are not, do not do the weird. Hold on, get the camera. That weird uh, indicator thing of who's winning that drove me. That almost gave like that almost killed me in 2016. Yeah, that was stressful. Yeah, don't do that again. You know what else um, almost killed me? The amount of drinking I did after the election. Yeah, it's still it's still hurting me. Um, so okay, here's here's a more like local question since we are a podcast about local issues. Is it time for Pod for Sad, Jesse? Yes, it's time for Pod for Sad. Oh. And hold on, first this comment because this is a great one. Uh, <laughs> nice. I nice. agree. God, he was he was so spot on and then not on. Um, it just okay. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go on this tangent. I'm going to rein myself in. Okay, Pod for Sad time, and I really wish I had dropped for this, but I don't. How, Chris, do you want to ask this question since it's yours? Sure, sure. Okay, so this is something that has been weighing on me, and I'm just a white person, so I can't imagine how it's affecting a large population of Tulsa. So to me, it's it's how how do we rationalize as a city that we're putting so many resources into finding the mass graves of of the victims of the race massacre, the same time that we're also putting a bunch of resources to erase Black Lives Matter from every street and every sidewalk that it ends up on. So I, like I said, this is the pod for sad question. So I wanted to throw that out there. Can I add one component to that? Sure. At the same time that we're doing that and actively using tax dollars to not settle the Crutcher case and not like pay reparations or again, also pay reparations or have true justice for, right, Joshua Barre, Joshua, um, uh, like, sorry, Joshua Barre, Eric Harris, Joshua Harvey, like there's all, I'm just saying, like we're doing, per your point, we're just doing these simultaneous things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think it has to be an either or either. It's where do we put resources? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it like a, is it, is it a spectrum of racism sort of thing where like if someone's only kind of racist, they're okay putting uh, funds into finding the mass graves, but also willing to take down Black Lives Matter because someone on Facebook told them they're a Marxist organization. Which, by the way, Facebook, I'm looking at the camera. If you say Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, I'm coming for you in that in that comment because you're dumb. All right. Sorry. I, I think there. I think you're right. I think there was a Fifty Shades of Racism in Tulsa. You know, I think it was a hot, steamy. You know, bad bad novel turned into a really bad uh, movie series too, um, called Fifty Shades of Racism. Here, and I agree that um, what you know, we I think we all can probably safely agree that there will be more bodies exhumed from the digs, and there will be no reparations paid. Right. So 
but what 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 does Bynum do now? Now that what most of us have already known or suspected, who's you know been studying this stuff for a while or paid attention for a while, knew that there were mass graves um, at Oakland. But now that they've been found, um, and more will come up. Watch what your mayor does and how he responds to what DeMario's doing um, with the lawsuit uh, and the descendants. This is going to be a very interesting shuck and jive. Um, not too far removed, in my, uh, in my opinion, from um, the shuck and jive that, that destroyed Greenwood in the first place. It's going to be very interesting to watch. Um, and I think it's not by accident that after Bynum won the reelection that he decided that he was going to be a Republican again, somehow, like even more Republican than, you know, he was prior to, um, and to see how all this plays out over the next year is going to be a really fascinating and probably disturbing thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if if people have been following our podcast, we Chris and I have accidentally just like brought on a series of critics of our current mayor. So our chances of getting the mayor on the podcast are zero and will be zero. So feel free to <laughs> his, his uh, communications office is not answering my emails. <laughs> I think maybe that is an answer. Yeah. And Q, didn't you just have uh, either have a book about to come out or it just came out? Um, I have a, a children's book about Greenwood coming out in February, but we, we did the reveal of the cover reveal um, today. Yeah. It's called Opal's Greenwood Oasis. Oh. It's about an eight-year-old girl growing up in, the, in Greenwood um, the weekend, essentially the day before the massacre, but wow. really celebrating the, the, ex- the excellence, you know, of uh, the black excellence of Greenwood um, and life there before it was destroyed. Literally the day before it was destroyed. I'm I'm very curious about how. So many get you a copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. buy a copy and donate to the Tulsa Voter Van. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very like I feel like the amount of times the massacre is shown in a visual medium has been incredibly helpful to both its awareness and people's mm-hmm. conversations about it. And we've already gotten two, as far as I know. We had we had right. Watchmen and we've had uh, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how many more of those we're going to get and what effect that's going to have. Cause they are hard. There's to more. Watch. There's more coming. Yeah. We know, we yeah. know there's more coming. Have you seen the Lovecraft country one yet? I haven't seen it yet. Cause I'm only like three episodes in, but that, that show is really good. I th- expect it will be an excellent episode. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, so I feel like I got to say something to all say of this, it. right? I'm all up, up, up in it. <laughs> I, um, the week before the mural on Greenwood was was removed with the mill and overlay, I was on a call with um, with with several individuals, including the mayor and and Councillor Lakin. And one of the the things that Councillor Lakin pointed out, which is absolutely my experience as well, was that the vast majority of the people who were calling on us to allow the mayor to choose to to just endorse that he go ahead and, and let the, the street work happen and we don't find a way to keep it there. The vast majority of those people were saying this wasn't a proper process. We would be okay with it otherwise. Now, some of those people I think were absolutely lying 
And I know I don't see them anywhere else calling on anything else. They want to call graffiti and like making the city like, Hey, do this right now. You need to clean this up right now. Like there's, there's some, some uh, hypocrisy happening there and some, some misunderstanding of their own motives. But I think even, even more than that. And this is what I said to counselor Lakin that those procedures and systems have been where racism and various biases hide for a long time. And that anyone who doesn't feel that they are being biased and saying, you need to get rid of this right now, even though we, we were the first of the major cities to remove this um, first and only to my knowledge at this point, those people live very segregated lives. And I said that, and, and, you know, the other, they didn't have anything. He didn't have a response. And I expect, and I, you know, and I get along well with, with my colleagues, but I expect that, that that hit home because I think so many of his constituents are living these extremely segregated lives and they have no idea what it feels like. It doesn't even feel significant to them. And some of them, I I do, it does seem like, I mean, again, from the messages I'm getting, I have a lot of people who really feel that we should be, we should be looking for the mass graves, but who hated that there was a mural there because they, 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 they don't feel the significance of it in the same way. And, um, and I feel the significance of it and I'm not the only one on council who does, but, but for them that it was just too far outside their, their lived experience with the people in their lives and with their lived experience with what is proper to do. And some of that is whiteness and some of that is, is, is Southernness and some of that is Tulsa. There's a lot packed into that. I mean, I, I, what's most fascinating and sort of teaching about the race massacre, teaching about the Holocaust is there is a large group of people who don't understand there's a difference between something that's morally right and something that is legally right and how they are not always the same thing. And so in certain cases, laws don't mean shit, right? Yeah. I don't care that the people who painted it didn't follow the proper procedures. Those procedures used to be racist. So that doesn't make them right. Used to be? It might still be racist. I, um, to me, I... It's it's a fascinating dichotomy, and I feel like this has come up on a couple of our podcasts. Podcasts, but Tulsa wants to be a quote unquote world class city, and you can't be a world class city when you are leaving large portions of the population behind. You just can't. You'll never be that. And to me, it's incredibly frustrating because I see amazing things happening in Tulsa. And frankly, it breaks my heart that, that it at the same time is doing horrible things to groups of people in this in the city. Pod for sad. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank the 14 people Drink. who have stayed on even when the presidential debate is going on, even though I have no <laughs> desire or uh, w- definitely will not watch it. I'll just read the highlights tomorrow. But I mean, let, Chris and I should stop talking. We are the hosts. Our job is to ask questions, but we've had we've had drinks now. So uh, <laughs> we should join you. May I, I want to add I want to piggyback on something. Yes. Um, and that is this, that I was a part of the original team of folks who actually went to the city to get a permit to paint it on. And we were planning to, to paint it on uh, right outside of um 
right outside of the BOK was our original plan, um, which may have been uh, why uh, part of why it got shut down. But, Counselor, you may know more about this, but I guess the pro- what we were told initially was that um, first we were told that our contract for the permit or whatever, the paperwork wasn't correct. Then we were told that there wasn't a check connected to it. And it was just all, you know, it was all just to move us away from it, from doing it actually the proper way. And then, and then, you know, and then we know what happened with Brianna and folks and others who did it um, without the permit, but we were shut down by somebody at the city, at city government about, no, we're just essentially not going to let you do this. Um, So, you know, I guess I'm saying that we tried to go the right way. (laughs) Yeah. It makes me think of, I, I just watched the uh, new Aaron Sorkin movie on Netflix, Trial of the Chicago 7, where they're like, hey, we tried to get a permit for this park. People are going to come and gather anyway. We can do this like legally or people are going to show up. This has to be expressed somehow. And like, that's such a good point to raise where like, hey, when you deny someone a legal avenue to express something this critical, it's going to come out somewhere. Yeah, well, and this really highlighted for me the the challenge that uh, many of my predecessors in council have had in in trying to get even far less controversial things painted on the pavement, that that has been a sticking point to the point where, you know, we have had members of the city legal team literally say that it's against the, the federal laws, but it is not against the laws. It's against the guidelines. And the guidelines, as we are seeing even in Enid this week, in Kansas City, in like every city in North Carolina from the research I'm doing, like there's so many cities that have said, I see that that's your guideline. New research has come out and shows that this actually is traffic calming. It makes things safer. It's not making it more dangerous. And we're going to allow this and we're going to have a street art program. We didn't have anything like that in place. We were also told that nothing like this has ever happened because we don't have that in place. Now, if you were, and I know the council meetings can be boring, but if you watched the council you. before last, Councillor Patrick discovered right before the meeting and, and, and was calling all of us saying, wait a minute, TU has been painting on their streets for years and the council's always approved that. And when we asked legal, we were told this has never happened. And I mean, I asked, I asked David and Amelia in the meeting, like, why were we told this? And he said, well, I know nothing about it. So there's, there's this other issue going on here where we as the counselors are being lied to. And I, um, I can't explain all of why that is the way it is. But I know that when I first learned about the effort to get a permit, it was the night before council meetings. And I did not see that there was any way that I could rush through something. I didn't. I didn't, I, I have regret now wishing that I had realized what was happening, what was going to happen. And maybe there's a way I could have got on the horn and got something done that night that I didn't, didn't do. I mean, in that, in that horrible week when the president decided he was just going to come drop a bomb on us, basically, and show up and push us around and shove his way into Greenwood, which blessed the people who decided to cover up our monuments and not let him down there. Um, you know, it was, it was a rough week and I don't feel like I, I did not feel then like I could have done something in hindsight. I'm sure I could have pulled out all the stops and done something. Um, would it have ended up the same way? I, 
I'm not sure that it wouldn't have ended up the same way because uh, we've seen how much opposition there has been, how much effort to just be oblivious to what this means and how it feels um, in removing it. I will say, and I almost use this as the thing that makes me happy earlier, that I have been really encouraged by all the clergy who have come out just so solid saying, we are going to paint this on our streets. We're going to, we're going to put this in our parking lots. I know that there are more on the way. Um, and that's, you know, that's something I was saying to Brianna the other day, Greenwood by its very existence says black lives matter every day, but the rest of Tulsa really needs to say it, say it in another way. And I encourage her to call every congregation all over town and say, would you like to step to this? Because we really need it loud and proud from the whole city. Yeah, and not to we, say that yeah. we're not working on it at the, at the city level. Um, I'm not we abdicating should, that responsibility at all. We should paint it along Highway 169 is what we should do. But <laughs> um, I, I want to ask... Uh, well, I'm, I wanted I'm to throw user. one thing yeah. out because I realized I never said what gives me hope. And oh, yeah. Back to talking about the, the Trump rally. One thing that gave me hope was how few people actually showed up. And the fact that a bunch of Gen Zers were able to use the power of the Internet to, you know, not I'll say it ruined that that rally. So that was something that gave me hope for the future that that there's a bunch of uh, little activists out there on the yeah. internet to uh, keep things going when all of us are too old and cynical to care anymore. Like little activists and fans of South Korean music. That's right. <laughs> so listen, bless them, bless them. They are incredible. <laughs> so they understand TikTok, which I do not No. And, um, Miss uh, uh, Douglas, we have not heard from you in a while. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? That? Hey, how's it going? Uh, life is good. Life is good. I just love listening to. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I do not understand like the people can hide behind protocols and laws when they need to, and then dismiss them when it is handy for them. And that is a problem that I feel Are you like saying they're a, just following orders. Hey, <laughs> I can make those jokes. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, oh no, Devon is frozen. Oh no. That's not was, just not breathing. <laughs> I will say though, when City Legal was referenced, which I will say I think is one of the biggest barriers to progress within our city, Devon's face is giving me life because I know she felt that. <laughs> um so uh KJ, did that did the law pass that the the city lawyer now has to be approved by the city council? Did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did. Did yes. It? Yes. Yes, it did. Because I remember we got confused about that the last time you all entered. We did. Listen, I had to pause and make sure I answered correctly. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> inside, inside baseball, we had to re-record that answer because we, le- we learned things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah. again, that was, a, that was an incredibly confu- confusingly written like, question where I was yeah. like, I don't understand what they're asking me to vote yay or nay for. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's always, whether it's city or state questions, I, yeah. they're always written in that way. And um, people are really, really angry right now about the state questions, some of the what we're dealing with here in what 13 days. And uh, mm. and some of that is because they're just super confused by what is on this ballot. I just do whatever your husband tells me to do. So yeah, it, it, it's not a bad <laughs> like, plan. When it comes he's to done the, he's done the research. I trust him. Like it's a nerd trusting another nerd. I'm like, he's done. He's done the work. Mm-hmm. So for the tens of people listening, uh, 
the the state question doesn't define what a uh, violent crime is. Just not so you know, it's not something that's going to suddenly make a bunch of violent crimes not violent. I'm just throwing that out there. You don't have to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I can yeah, I give yes, a shameless please. plug here, Jesse? So on on the mental health download podcast today, uh, uh, we interviewed uh, Sarah Edwards, who is the uh, president of uh, the Yes on Eight Hundred Five campaign, and she walked us through all of those nice. you know misconceptions that people have about that. And so I would definitely highly recommend would everybody to check that out. Intentional sure. misinformation. Thanks, and thanks, Jesse. Those, uh, misconceptions, but yeah, some people so- are spending a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. Some people who have too much power want to hang on to their power. Weird. I, that's never happened before. Uh, so, you know, I'm again, I'm always amazed when people stay on these live streams when, you know, they've, we've been going for an hour and 13 minutes. And I imagine all 10 of those people know me personally. So thank you. There's 10 people. <laughs> Some of them uh, may know me. Yeah, Wait, that, that, we that's probably true. all know the same people. Yeah, it's just your relatives. Yeah. <laughs> to my dad, hello. Who's watching on YouTube? The one person watching on YouTube. Yay! Uh, yeah, so, and I assume Mike Pence is watching too. Of course. Yeah. Hey, Mike Hi. Pence. I'm just hoping yeah. the fly from Mike Pence's head is watching. That's true. Right Listen, again, every vice presidential debate like always gives us something good, and I was happy it was the fly. So, <laughs> you know, every, something comes out that causes a new Twitter feed to be born, and I'm happy it was the fly versus uh, binders full of women from uh, mm-hmm. 2008. Which binders full of women still tweeting. So well done, yeah. whoever's doing that. <laughs> so, all right, I think I think we should start wrapping up because people want to go yell at the TV, um, <laughs> or in my case, have a wine bottle fall on their head because they're jumping up and down too much in anger. So thank you, Sarah Palin, for that one. Uh, so, wow, I, remember we, Sarah yeah. Palin? I know, right? Remember when she was the worst thing? <laughs> Just paving the way for the other ones, right? I miss those times. Just the bar keeps dropping. Let's yeah. Raise the bar. Raise the bar. Yeah. But like, just just when, wait to, yeah. for Donald Jr. in 2024. Good <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, all right. So let's try to, let's try to not end on a pod for sad note, <laughs> if possible. Um, we've already asked the hopeful question. So let me ask you this. When President Trump loses, how are you going to celebrate? <laughs> uh, we'll start with Laura. Why do you keep starting with me? No, I, I reject. You reject. All right, All Q. Right, we'll start with Q. Yeah, Q's got a big smile on his face. Well, I will tell you this: um, that on the night, on election night, at the Admiral Twin, from seven to ten, I'm uh, producing a, a Tri City Collective along with Atomic Culture, ESP TV from New York. We're producing an event called State of the Artist. And so we're going to have a, a cipher of comedians, rappers, um, journalists, um, live music, live performance at the Admiral Twin. And then we're going to have live streaming from folks from different cities across the country um, that we'll be able to put up on the big screen with what's happening in their different cities on election night. And it's free if you want to come out and sit in your car and watch this thing happen from 7 to 10 on election night and bring some snacks um, and, and and join us as we watch the country go, whatever happens. Cause I'm c- concerned about what, whatever's going to happen that night. 
more so than I am about the night after, right? More than I am about the fourth. I'm worried about the third. Um, <laughs> but um, to to your question, um, what was your question? <laughs> Our question was, how are you going to celebrate? Um, I don't know that I'm going to celebrate. Um, I know that, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm going to be working that event that night, help making that happen. Um, but I don't, you know, I just don't know that we're going to know who really won this election for weeks to months after this election. And then there's going to be, you know, fighting about whose who's ballots get counted and, and so on and so forth. And so I don't I don't know that I'm going to celebrate. I'll tell you that I will be drinking, <laughs> but I don't know that I'll be celebrating. So. Winners lose, we still booze. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. There it is. Like there you go. A good OU fan. We drink either way. (laughs) Word this year for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. At least we won the Texas game. Anyway. Yeah, I remember I remember so clearly the night that I went I went to sleep after my casting my first ballot for president. I went to sleep sleep confident that Al Gore was our next president at like two in the morning. My boyfriend's waking me up saying, saying, hanging chads. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah. And I'm like, a ch- what's a hanging chad? What? We all, we all learned, chad. didn't we? We all learned. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with Q and that I don't know. I don't know that I will celebrate though that now, now that you have seeded that idea, I'm going to think on it a little bit. Um, you know, my daughter is 20 months old and this is a really significant historical time that she's living through. And I do want to, find ways to commemorate things that I can tell her about when this happened, this is where we were. This is how we were handling it. I mean, she's always going to know mama was ready to jump right back in the fray and try to try to work on the stuff that there are so many issues that I feel like are getting sidelined because of the elections. That's always the case, but more so this year. So definitely some of what I'm going to do is, is be ready to, okay, let's get back to work. Let's, let's get these things done. Let's, you know, take all that energy back and put it where it can actually, you know, make a difference in people's lives in the ways that, that Laura and others were mentioning earlier. So that's definitely part of it for me. But yeah, that that hanging, um, you know, not knowing when we're going to know. And 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 so I'm, we're not supposed to pod for sad here, but I am concerned about what people will do with either outcome. So I'm going to enjoy nature some. I think I'm going to be camping. <laughs> like, be like, Come on, just go out of the yeah. city for a minute. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'm going to celebrate the way Boston celebrates both victories and defeats, which is I'm going to toss some cars over and, and light them on fire. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, win or lose, you those should, Hummers get flipped over. You should uh, dress your daughter as a hanging Chad and then take pictures. And that way she's really confused when she's old enough to know what's going on. I just like how Jesse's plan is is exactly what I'm from Philly. That's what like Philly sports pa- fans do yeah, when we I, win. I love so. Philly sports fans. Like, yeah, like, yeah fine. Are you, you supposed to me. throw batteries at Santa Claus or something? Listen, they yeah. they buttered the light poles so they couldn't climb mm-hmm. them, and Philly figured it out. We still climbed. Yeah, Philly forever. Um, All right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my like I. You know, I have been like wavering between like right that cautious optimism and the same feeling of like, you know, there could be continued uncertainty. And one of my biggest thoughts has been like what really changes like, you know, the next day or in the weeks after like what I think it's just more of that like cautious optimism that, you know, 
if and when Biden wins, that we'll just like start to see better policies enacted, like kind of what I was referring to earlier that make people's lives better. But the other thing, and now I know as far as the celebratory thing is I'll be participating in the Tri-City Collective event. Sounds awesome. And November 3rd is also my wedding anniversary because two years ago, my husband and I thought a midterm theme election was like a really stellar, like fun get out the vote activity. And we didn't really think through the part where that would be election day 2020. So I'll be considering if we need to like just celebrate on a different day for that. Yeah, you might. Well, I feel like if you collectively decide to move the date, I feel like that's acceptable. So we, we might need to. Yeah. yeah, to November 5th or, you know, uh, Matt, who has been just very kind to stay on this thing this entire time while maybe saying two minutes worth of things. One minute of that complimenting me. Uh, <laughs> a minute too long, if you ask me. Uh, shut it, Chris. <laughs> uh, see, there, yeah, I'm going to mute Chris. Uh, Matt, why don't you talk more about how amazing I am? No. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, there, I'm going to, after this, after this is over, I'm going to go and practice my Jesse impression. Cause that was All right, kind yeah. of a gauntlet <laughs> yeah. that was thrown down. Oh, so yeah. 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 <laughs> Bring it. So like try to imagine someone who was raised by Bernie Sanders, but in Oklahoma. So figure that speech cans out. And by the way, to that, I would like to post this comment from my dad who says, hi. So, <laughs> so thank you, dad. I love you very hey, much. Um, so you know, my mom he sounds my like Larry David doing an impression That's of, true. of Bernie Sanders. It's true. Listen, they all went to the same high school. So, <laughs> Um, PS something or other. So wait, I feel like, all right. I feel like we all answered that question, right? Did I miss anybody? Well, I was going to say that four years ago, I remember, uh, my wife got angry drunk on champagne. So my goal is to get her happy drunk on champagne instead. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. If listen, my experience with champagne is there is no happy drunk on champagne, (laughs) but that's just me. I'm not a fan of the bubbly. So, or maybe just not cheap bubbly. I don't know. I'm, I'm never willing to test that theory out. Well, I would like to thank all of our guests who have put up with this wonderful chaos that we had on our pot for good one year anniversary celebration. So I want, I want to thank Laura Bellis. I want to thank our city council, KJ. I want to thank you. Thank Matt. I want to thank Q. I want to thank Ariel Davis who accidentally got cut off and asked if she needed to come back on. I said, it's okay. Uh, to Devon Douglas, thank you all, and to our viewers slash listeners, as I say at the end of every episode, get it done, and for God's sakes, wear a mask. Thank you all. Good night. Good night. Congrats, congrats on the anniversary. Thank, thank you. you. Also, yeah. Also, comment from my dad, Bernie Sanders light. <laughs> I love your dad. I love your dad. I love him too. I'm glad he watched. Thank you all. Let's go yell at the TV. Okay. Later, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.